Before going on to listen to this episode, I must preface it with a trigger warning. In this episode that you are about to listen to, I will be mentioning eating disorders, calories, weight, relapse, and other mental health issues. This podcast is meant to be an educational podcast, introducing you to the world of living with an eating disorder. I want everyone to feel safe as they listen, so please proceed with caution. This will include genuine content only. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Reasons for Recovery. So, um, if you can't tell, background-wise, if you're watching the video, I'm not in my normal space. Um, I told you guys in the last episode, I think, I can't really remember, uh, that I would be back at home visiting for the summer, so that's where I am. You're probably familiar with this, uh, this background, because I've been in this spot before in another episode. But, yeah, I'm at home for the time being because summer classes are finally over. I'm very happy about that. Uh, I don't have to worry about that anymore, and I can actually have a normal summer. Um, also, I apologize for how I look right now if you're watching the video version. I'm currently battling a sickness. I don't know what's wrong with me, but I woke up and my throat was very, very sore today. So, I'm going to be drinking a lot of water, and I hope that my voice doesn't go out, but it hurts a lot. My throat hurts a lot. So, um, I apologize in advance if I sound stupid, or if my voice just kind of, like, goes out for a second. I don't know why. I just woke up, and it, and it just was very sore and nasty feeling this morning. So, we're battling a sickness, but I need to get the podcast out because I don't want it to be late, so... I'm just putting up with it. Um, But before we get into today's episode, I wanted to very quickly mention that I will be taking a break uh, from the podcast. I usually do this every so often uh, for those of you who are new here, but I'm going to be taking a month-long break from the podcast um, just to kind of prepare and focus on school um, because... It's very, very close to the fall semester, like within the next two weeks. I'm going to be starting my senior year of college, so um, I'm going to need to, you know, take a break to uh, be able to focus on that and put more effort towards that and not have to worry about the podcast and everything. So, um, for those of you that are wondering, the break is going to end in one month, so September 6th will be the next podcast episode. I'm not going to be posting um, this next uh, two-week interval like I usually do. Um, So the next podcast will be on September 6th of this year, one month from today, um, and we'll just be continuing season three. It's not going to be like a new season or anything because I told you guys season three is going to be the last season of Reasons for Recovery and then I'll, um, you know, move on to the mini series and then that'll be it. But yeah, just so you guys know, I'm taking a month long break just to focus on the transition into the new school year since that's coming upon us. Um, so yeah, just letting it, just letting that out of the way, getting, letting you guys know. Um, so I'll return on September 6th with the continuation of season three. Um, but anyway, let's go ahead and dive into today's topic. Um, let me get a sip of water cause I can already feel my throat <laughs> closing in. Hold on. Okay. Oh, that feels so good. Okay. Um, anyways, we're going to get into today's topic. We're just going to go right into it because it's a big one and I have a lot to say about it. Uh, but today we're going to be talking about the, um, 
the topic of overexercising and how it affects someone's recovery. Uh, so we're going to be getting into like how it really can hurt your body, how overexercising can really damage your body. We're going to be getting into um, my experiences with overexercising because if you've heard my story, if you've been listening for that long, uh, you would know that the main source of my eating disorder was from all of the overexercising I was doing uh, to not compensate for how little I was eating. Or is that the right way to put it? I was over-exercising and not compensating with food. Like, I was not eating as much as I should have been because I was, you know, outweighing everything. Anyway, that's besides the point. We'll get more into that. But I'm going to be talking about my experiences with over-exercising and um, what else are we going to talk about today? Um, how I've dealt with over-exercising uh, now in recovery, since I've been in recovery for almost two and a half years now. Uh, within the next few weeks, it'll be two and a half years. Uh, I'm going to be talking about how I've dealt with the urges and stuff like that to over-exercise or look at exercising in a different way than it should be looked at. Um, and then I'm going to talk about some tips uh, for dealing with, you know, the tendencies, the tendencies of over-exercising. Um, and how you can avoid them and not, you know, give in to those tendencies or those habits that you might have had before starting your recovery. So yeah, we're going to talk about overexercising, how it affects your recovery, how it can really uh, impede your recovery, and we're going to get into all the nitty gritty about that. Um, so to start off, I have an article um, that talks about overexercising and how it actually can harm the body and give you a bad mindset um, when it comes to your recovery. So let me pull that up really quick. I'm not really sure. Okay, I'll leave a link in the description uh, for you guys to read a little bit more. Uh, but this is from verywellmind.com. Yeah, .com. Um, so yeah, it kind of talks about like how different types of eating disorders and overexercising coincide. Um, but I'm going to talk about the risk factors of overexercising. So, um, exercise in patients, this is what the article says, exercise in patients with eating disorders and disordered eating can be dangerous. Patients may exercise and not fuel properly, putting themselves at risk for a variety of serious medical complications. Uh, these complications can include electrolyte imbalance, heart problems, muscle wasting injuries, and sudden death. Patients with anorexia often have weak bones and may not uh, generally be more, or may be generally more likely to experience fractures. The physical strain of, associ of associated with overexercising exacerbates this risk. Um, so, now talking about recovery, excessive exercise immediately following a hospital discharge is a significant pre uh, predictor of relapse. Exercise can both maintain the beliefs that uh, keep one caught in an eating disorder and be physically counterproductive when weight gain is the goal of treatment. For this and other reasons, it is, a common, it is common for treatment professionals to recommend cessation of exercise in individuals with eating disorders until they are in a stable place in recovery. The idea of allowing an individual in recovery continued participation in sports as motivation to recover is enticing, but it often backfires for the reasons that are cited above. Um, so yeah, that's all I'm going to read about that. If you want to look more into that article, I'll leave it in the description, like I said. But let's kind of uh, debrief and talk about what was said in that article. 
So first of all, it talks about the risks when uh, dealing with an eating disorder and over-exercising. Um, now, I definitely 100% can attest to this because um, I experienced this. Um, but when it comes to, like, complications with over-exercising, you know, like it said, the electrolyte imbalance, the heart problems, muscle wasting, injuries, sudden death, you know, it can get very, very extreme. A lot of people don't realize that over-exercising, you might, like, convince yourself that it's the best thing ever and it makes you feel good, but it comes with some very detrimental, life-threatening risks, um, as you can see in this article. Um, I remember when I finally went to the ER to get help for my eating disorder, um, you know, they took my blood and, um, did some, like, different samples and stuff like that, and, it came back with a lot of readings that I did not, like, necessarily understand because I'm not a doctor, but my sister-in-law is actually a nurse, so uh, I got her to, like, look at it and uh, discuss what each thing means, and a lot of the stuff from my, um, sorry, my cat is messing with the microphone, um, so a lot of the, um, reports like a lot of the parts of the report that came back had to do with basically everything these um symptoms are that are in this article you know like muscle strain and uh different types of injuries like that electrolytes uh what was it called like depletion or something i already lost it in the article electrolyte imbalances um you know i i gave her this um you know what's it called, like the form that you get at the ER when they give your test results back, and she was able to go through each of the um, readings and tell me what they meant, and like I said, a lot of them had to do with heart problems, muscle wasting, injury, stuff like that. So, over-exercising can really put a damper on your health physically. It can really, like, kill your muscles. Like, you're really doing, a, like, a terrible thing to your muscles in this situation. You could tear them, you could pull them, any sort of thing like that. Um, and a lot of what was on my charts was stuff like um, muscle depletion or like holding in toxins that are not good to be holding in, um, which is why uh, my liver was failing, which you guys would know. I talked about that in a couple of episodes before how my liver was like on the brink of failure because I was holding in all of these toxins um, from over-exercising. A lot of people don't realize that when they're caught up in the... Um, the mind of an eating disorder, that a lot of your, um, like, organs in your body, they don't work properly. They don't do their job. We talked about that in the last episode with repro uh, with reproductive health, um, that that your, your muscles or your organs, none of them do their proper job when you are suffering from an eating disorder. And uh, like with me, with my liver, it was failing because I was over-exercising so much to the point where it was holding in all of these toxins. If you don't know what a liver's, like, main function is, it's to, like, clear your body of toxins and get rid of things that are not supposed to be in your body. And when you over-exercise, those toxins get held on to. Uh, because, like I talked about in the last episode, your body just kind of holds on to every possible thing it can um, in order to survive. So my body was holding on to these toxins um, in my liver, causing it to, you know, self-destruct, basically. Um, and that's what over-exercising can do. It can really, really put a stress on your body. 
And when people are so caught up in an eating disorder, they don't really, they don't really see that or understand that. I definitely didn't. I didn't think that my liver had anything to do with me exercising, but I, I found that out the hard way when I went to the ER. Um, and the next part of this article that I really wanted to talk about was uh, what they talk about with recovery. Um, a lot of, of the time when you are recovering from an eating disorder, they tell you to stop exercising because, like I said, exercising, over-exercising is a big, big, big part of why people struggle so much with an eating disorder. Um, that was definitely my case. I'm not sure what the correct term is. There's a certain term for over-exercising um, with an eating disorder. I'm not 100% certain. I'd have to look that up before I said anything. But um, I know when I started recovery, they told me, like, do not exercise. Do not even do the bare minimum of exercise. Because even the tiniest little spark could get you, you know, in a relapse and make you go back to those bad habits with over-exercising. Which is exactly what it says in this article here. You know, a lot of people or a lot of health profession uh, professionals, they don't even tell you to like do the tiniest of exercise because it could be susceptible for a relapse. And we don't want that in recovery, of course. We want to be able to um, recover smoothly. And even though you're not going to recover smoothly because it's a very hard thing to do, but you want to be able to recover without having those relapse tendencies. And even the slightest bit of exercise is something that could cause you to relapse. Um, in your recovery. And I know that I um, definitely dealt with this uh, a lot, uh, and we'll talk about that more a little bit in a second. Uh, but yeah, this is a very interesting article uh, if you want to give it a read. There's so much more on it about like symptoms and signs, stuff to look out for if you feel like you might be suffering from this over-exercising thing. Um, but yeah, I'm going to um, basically kind of tie in my own um, experiences with what this article is talking about. So, like I said, um, I want to talk about, like, how I treated exercise before I really, like, suffered from an eating disorder, and then how I treated exercise during my eating disorder, and then after in recovery. So, um, before I really, like, developed an eating disorder, which, if you've heard my story, it kind of started around, like, sophomore, junior year of high school, um, I remember treating exercise like just a hobby. Um, I would do it just for fun, just to pass the time, which is how exercise honestly should be treated, uh, the more that I think about it. You know, it should be just treated as something you want to do in your free time, not to, you know, hurt yourself or burn calories off that you've been consuming throughout the day. Um, but throughout, like, middle school and high school, I would always, you know, go to the gym with my mom after classes and everything, and, um, my mom's phone is going off. <laughs> okay, sorry about that. Um, anyway, so I would always, like, go to the gym as a hobby, and I would always do it just for fun. I wouldn't do it uh, to punish myself or um, take tell myself, like, you've eaten too much today, you need to go to the gym. You know, I would do it because it was fun, and I just wanted to pass the time. Um, and then when I started to, like, get into different diet trends, um, that's when I realized, like, oh, I probably need to go to the gym to lose weight, not just because it's fun, you know. So um, at the very start of my eating disorder, that's when I started treating the gym as like, not necessarily a punishment, but like something that I had to do every single day or when I could. Um, 
in order to help me lose weight. So that's what I started to do. I started to treat it as like a necessity. Like I have to do this in order to get to what I want to be in life. And um, at first it was like in a healthy mindset, like I said. Um, But like the more and more and more that I got into like these diet habits and all these different trends uh, with diets and stuff like that, that's when I started to have an unhealthy relationship with exercise. Um, And it started to get way out of balance with what I was eating. Um, So as I started to like get more and more into my eating disorder and um, the more that I lost weight, the more that I felt happy, and that's in quotes, you know, felt happy, like you don't actually feel happy, um, but you make yourself believe that you're happy. Um, But when I started going to the gym and seeing results and um, not eating as much as I was going to the gym, you know, I thought I felt happy. But in reality, I was slowly hurting myself. Um, But when you suffer from an eating disorder, you know, your body tells you these stupid things that aren't really true. You know, my body would tell me every day, like, you got to go to the gym because you ate too many calories today. Burn off a certain amount of calories at the gym. And that's not a healthy mindset to have. So during my recovery, or not during my recovery, during my eating disorder, um, I would basically use the gym as a punishment at this point. I wouldn't use it as a hobby anymore. Um, I would see it as a way to punish myself, but like still feel good about it, I guess you could say. It's very hard to explain, Um, but I would always see the gym as like a way of getting rid of my calories. I did not see it anymore as a way to just you know, pass the time or feel happy or use it as a sense of therapy, you know, Uh, healthy ways to go to the gym. (laughs) I didn't see it as that anymore. I saw it as a way to punish myself and a way to get rid of calories that I did not need in my body, even though I did need it because I was exercising a lot. Um, And like I um, have told before, running was a very, very big part of my over-exercising. I was a distance runner in high school and I would always treat the amount of miles that I did as a punishment for what I had eaten that day. Like, if I ate more than I wanted to that day, I would tell myself, okay, well, you're running seven miles today. Like, that's it. Sorry about it. Like, deal with it. Um, Or, like, if I ate too little, I would be like, okay, if you run this amount of time or this amount of miles, then you can eat something else today. Like, that's how I would always treat running and exercising. I would always treat it as, like, Okay, if you get this done at the gym, if you get this done with your running, then you can do this with your food. Um, I remember very fondly, I would go on my long runs, like, at night, um, especially, like, when I went to college, I would do it around campus and everything, and I would always tell myself, like, if you burn this amount of calories in your run, then you can have a protein bar when you get back to your dorm. I would always tell myself that, or I would always be like, okay, if you eat a salad for lunch, then you have to run this amount of miles or you need to burn this amount of calories at the gym. I would always revolve my exercising around what I ate and make it a punishment to myself, basically. And that's not how you should treat yourself. That's not how you should treat your body when it comes to exercising and fueling your body. Um, it should be treated as something that uh, you, you love, like something that you love to do. You should, if you want to exercise, do it for fun. Don't do it to punish yourself. Don't do it because you, um, you have to earn it or like you have to earn a certain type of food or something like that. Do it because you just want to, and you feel like doing it, you know? Um, it shouldn't be something that you should use as a punishment against your body. Uh, but that's what I was doing a lot 
during my eating disorder. Um, and the further and further that I got into my eating disorder, the worse that it got. And the worse that I would treat my body because, um, you know, I would start eating less and less and less and I would start exercising way more. You know, I was running eight to ten miles almost every single day um, and like my minimum amount of miles would be like five miles and I would be eating like barely anything, barely like a thousand calories a day. And I was not satisfied until my caloric intake, like my net calories for the day, was in the 300 to 500 range. And that is incredibly toxic to make yourself think, you know, to think like, oh, I need to only have this many calories a day. But when you are so, like, enthralled in your eating disorder, it makes you do some very messed up things. So, like, I, like, I had my fitness pal, like, everybody knows <laughs> that's, like, probably the stupidest app to have. Um, I don't care what your opinion is on my fitness pal. I absolutely despise it because it, it just really, you know, like, aggravated my uh, eating disorder tendencies. It made it worse. Um, but I would only allow myself to eat, like, 900 to 1,000 calories a day. And that was without exercising. And then I would make myself exercise so much to the point where my net calories would be 300 to 500 a day. And that is so, so, so bad looking back on it. But at the time, I was like, this is what I should be doing. This is like the best thing ever. I need to keep doing this. And that just really shows you how bad like your eating disorder can make you think. Like how terrible it makes you believe, like, it makes you think, like, all these terrible, terrible things, uh, it makes you do to your body, um, and I was doing that, I did that for over a year, over two years, actually, um, you know, just killing my body slowly, and not really thinking about it, um, but thankfully, when I recovered, um, that's what I'm going to talk about next, is, like, how I kind of treated exercise and recovery, um, as you guys know, I, like this article says, was put on, like, um, a secession, is that what the word it was that they used? Secession? I don't know, they made me stop exercising, is what I'm trying to say, um, when I was in recovery. When I started recovery, they were like, don't exercise, don't do any of that, um, so I did not exercise. I completely went by their word because I was very, very, uh, dedicated to recover. I wanted to feel good again. I wanted to be able to, uh, be happy again. So I took the doctor's word and I did not exercise. Um, but about two, three months into my recovery, no, I'd say two months into my recovery, uh, that's when COVID hit and we were all on lockdown, you know, we couldn't go out of our houses. Um, so I was home for a very long time and, um, you know, it was very, very hard to, um, you know, not do anything, you know, if I were still, you know, encaptured in my eating disorder, I would still want to, you know, go out and run every single day during uh, that time in quarantine, but I wasn't allowed to. I was in recovery at that point in time, uh, and I'm very thankful that I started recovery before quarantine ever hit and before COVID ever happened, because um, I feel like my outlook would have been so much more different if I had waited a couple of more months. Um, but it was very, very hard to not exercise or not go out and do something uh, while we were all cooped up at home. Because, you know, you're cooped up at home all day. You want to go out and do something. And it didn't help at all that 
you know, since we were locked in our homes all day, people were starting to do like exercising at home and all that Chloe Ting workout routines were starting to drop and everybody was doing them. And I was like, I can't do it. I can't join you guys. I really want to, but I can't. Um, So it did kind of affect me mentally that I couldn't exercise while we were in quarantine. It, it was very, very hard. I will not lie. Like, I really wanted to, like, sneak out a lot of days and go on a run without telling anybody. But I couldn't. I, I couldn't do that. And I tried to stick to my my plan that I wanted to do good in recovery and not relapse or mess up tremendously, you know. So I did my best. I did the best that I could to not fall into that bad habit. Let me drink some water really quick. Because my throat... <laughs> Is starting to feel terrible. Anyway, um, I do know that, like, towards the end of quarantine, like, right before I went back to school for the fall, um, so, like, around the summertime, my mom and I would go on, like, barely one-mile walks every single day. Um, one, because she knew if we went over a mile, I would start to get, like, back into bad habits and want to walk even more every single day. And also because... We were just trying to stay safe during that time. A lot of people were out at the park um, during this quarantine period to try to get fresh air and try to get uh, try to do something during the day. So we were just staying safe at the time, uh, trying to avoid people in general. Um, but for the most part, like my mom knew at the time, she was like, "Okay, we don't need to walk a ton because if we do." you're gonna get back into that bad mindset, which I'm very, very thankful that she did that because if we did end up walking more than a mile every single day, I probably would have gotten back into bad habits and wanted to relapse, you know? So, um, during my recovery, the most exercise that I ever did until I was, like, clear to exercise, uh, was I went on walks, um, every so often with my mom during the summer to kind of pass the time during quarantine, And uh, these walks, like I said, they weren't even a mile. There were times where we would get out at the park and we would only walk to like the other side of the park and back and that would be it because my mom knew. She knew if we were to do any more than that, it would make me relapse and it would make me start to fall back into bad habits. And I'm very, very, very thankful that she did that and uh, took note of that. So that's the most that I ever did in recovery. Uh, But for the most part, you know, it was very, very hard, especially being at home during quarantine and seeing everybody else working out at home and doing all these at-home exercises and stuff and not being able to follow along and do that with them. But I'm very thankful that, you know, I didn't fall back into any bad habits during my recovery. So as for how I look at over-exercising now, uh, being two and a half years into recovery, Um, I would say that I have the same mindset as I did when I started recovery, which I do want to tweak a little bit, of course, uh, because it's not the greatest mindset to have, um, and I will admit that, but, um, I did not really get back into, like, exercising and running and going to the gym. I didn't really get back into that, like, so intensely until, like, a little over a year ago, I would say, like... April of 2021, like, after a year into recovery, I didn't really get into exercising again until that time because I wanted to be absolutely certain, absolutely positive that I wasn't going to relapse. And I thought, you know, if I give myself, like, a year into recovery or a little after a year, um, then I would probably have a better mindset. So I held off on starting back exercising again until about a year 
or two, not two years, a year and a half. Let's see. A year and a couple of months into recovery um, to exercise again. And so I started back running again in uh, early 2021. And I would say that there obviously is going to be some times, I will not lie, I will admit that there are some times where um, I feel like I ate too much some days, and I'm like, okay, well, I need to burn that off with my run, and I sometimes do find myself looking at the calories that I burn from my watch, uh, from each exercise that I do, which is why I'm trying to break, you know, wearing this Garmin watch. I, I've done an experiment on it before um, that I uh, made a whole episode about a couple of months ago, um, if you want to check it out. But um, there are times where I find myself looking at how many calories I've burned in a, an exercise or in a run or something like that. Um, and it, it's, it's a bad habit, and I'm still trying to break it to this day, even though I've been in recovery for so long. But... Um, I feel like there are some days where it's really, really good. Like, I can go to the gym, go on a run, and think nothing about it. Like, nothing eating disorder related. And I just feel like I'm having a good time. You know, I go to the gym, and I come out of the gym, and I was like, I did I did good today. I had a good time at the gym. I felt great the whole time, you know. It, it felt good, you know. And I didn't treat it as anything else. And there's some times where I come back from a run and I was like, that was a good run. Like, I had fun, you know. And I don't think anything about food uh, or, you know, how much I ate that day or anything like that. I actually treat my exercising how it should be treated um, just for fun and for, in my case, therapy. I use running and exercising a lot for a therapy whenever I feel very stressed. And um, I know that I'm not overdoing it on those days and I feel good about that. Um... And then, of course, there are some days where I feel like I do overdo it and I feel like I do revolve it around what I ate that day or, um, you know, how many calories I ate that day. And even though I don't count my calories anymore and I don't think about calories as much as I used to, I still find myself, like, absentmindedly in the back of my head, like, after a run, I'll see how many calories I burnt and I'm like... I worked off my lunch, I think. Maybe I worked off that snack I had earlier. You know, like, I find myself doing that every so often still. And it's it's rare, but it's still, you know, something to note and something to work on. Um, which just kind of shows you, you know, no matter how far into recovery you are, you're still going to have those tendencies pop up every so often um, where you feel like you need to exercise to compensate for your food or... Uh, feeling the need to exercise because you ate too much, you know, even though I am two and a half years into recovery, I still get those tendencies and that is okay. It's okay to still, to still deal with that stuff as long as you know you're working on it and you're able to catch it at the time and not allow it to grow any further from there. And that's what I'm doing. Every time I catch myself saying like, oh, I burned off this many calories, you know, I burnt off uh, my lunch, I instantly stop myself. I'm like, don't think about it that way. Just think about exercising as, you know, something fun to do, a healthy habit, something that's just, you know, to pass the time. Don't think about it as a calorie burner. Don't think about it as punishing yourself for what you ate. You know, don't think about it that way. And it kind of helps me to like talk to myself about it. Like if I do come out of the gym one day and I'm like, I didn't burn as many calories as I wanted to, you know, I sit for a second and I'm like, 
does it really matter? Like, in the grand scheme of things, does it really matter how many calories you burnt at the gym that day? Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? And when I talk to myself more about that and really, like, understand it doesn't really matter how many calories you burn, you know, it makes me feel better. It makes me feel better that um, it really does not matter. You know, it's not like I'm going to win anything for burning a certain amount of calories. It, it doesn't matter that I didn't burn a certain amount of calories that I initially wanted to. It doesn't matter. It literally doesn't matter. In, in the whole entire universe, who is going to care that you didn't burn a certain amount of calories that you wanted to? Literally, can like, there's not one person at all that you can name that cares that you exercised a certain amount. There's nobody out there. Nobody cares. That's, that's how it is. It's just your thoughts, you know, running amok and your eating disorder tendencies trying to come back, trying to work their way back into your life. And that's when you say like, hey, I'm just doing this for fun. I'm not doing it to punish myself. I'm just doing it to be happy and to be healthy, you know? And if you look at exercising in a positive mindset, then you can do it in a healthy way and also in a fun way all in one. Um, and not, you know, treat your body poorly over how much you're exercising. Um, so, yeah, that is really, like, how I have dealt with over-exercising and recovery. It's still, you know, a hefty topic. It's still something that I deal with, of course. Like, I'm, I'm not going to hide that. I'm going to admit to that. Like, of course, there are going to be some days that are better than others. But as long as you're able to stop yourself and say, like, hey don't think about it like this, think about it like this instead. Um, you know, you can help yourself avoid uh, relapsing and many other tendencies uh, that you might have had with your eating disorder. Um, which, if you want to avoid relapse, I do have a whole episode about that, um, how to avoid relapse and uh, diving back into your eating disorder tendencies. Um, it's from a couple of episodes back. I think it was like the first episode that I posted Um in season three. So if you want to check that out, go ahead and do so. Um, but now I wanted to talk about some tips for dealing with these thoughts of over-exercising. All right, so the number one tip that I would like to give you for uh, when it comes to over-exercising is remember that your body needs to rest and it's okay to not move around a bunch on some days. When you suffer from an eating disorder, you have this mindset that you have to move every single day. You have to always be hitting that 10,000 step goal um, or like burning a certain amount of calories per day. But like I just said, in the grand scheme of things, it does not matter how much you exercise every single day. It really doesn't. So when you're going through recovery and you feel that urge to want to exercise even though like maybe you exercised the day before and it was a really hard session and you're, you know, sore, it's okay to tell your body you need to rest that day. Like it is okay. Your body deserves to rest on some days because if you don't rest, you're going to get back into the habit of overexercise and you could, you know, hurt your muscles, tear muscles, pull muscles. You could, um, like I said before, like that article said, um, you know, flare up certain organs and make it on the brink of failure, you know. So the more that you like don't take a rest day, the worse that it's going to be for your body. Um, And that might be very hard to hear for some people, but it's the truth. You got to remember that your body needs to rest. Rest is just as important 
um, you know, as anything else when it comes to exercising. Like, yes, it's okay to exercise if you're looking at it in a healthy mindset, but you also need to rest. Resting is just as important um, with your, you know, exercising progress. If you want to, you know, bulk up and get muscle, um, it's just as important to rest on some days so you don't tear those muscles or overwork those muscles, you know? So remember to tell yourself that your body needs to rest some days. If you wake up one morning and you just do not feel good, don't exercise. It's okay if you don't. Nobody's going to care if you skip a day at the gym. It's not going to hurt anybody. Um, And the next tip that I wanted to tell you guys is, um, and I've been talking about this the entire time really, is think of exercising as a fun way to pass the time or boost your mood, not to get rid of calories. So I've been saying this a lot. Um, I like to think of exercising as a fun way to pass the time. Um, and also as a form of therapy, you know, being a college student, your life is very, very stressful at some points and you got to relieve that stress somehow. Um, so I exercise, I go to the gym, I go on a run and it helps me boost my mood and I make sure to do it in a healthy way to keep me from relapsing or falling into those bad habits. Um, so if that's the same thing for you, like if you, you know, have a lot of stress in your life and whatever area it might be. Think of exercising as just a fun thing to do, just a fun mood booster. Don't think of it as like, I need to do this to punish myself or to burn a certain amount of calories. I need to do it just to pass the time. You know, I'm like, you might be bored one day and you have nothing to do. Go on a walk or something, but don't overdo it, you know? And don't think of it as like, I need to get rid of calories while doing this. Just think of it as like, I'm boosting my mood. I'm making myself feel better, um, in like a mental kind of way, not in a physical kind of way. Um, And I'm pretty sure there's probably a lot of articles about this, but I'm pretty sure like just going on a walk is a mood booster. Like, like literally like chemically, like it, like your body releases some sort of uh, chemical whenever you exercise that makes you like feel good. I think Uh, I'm not a hundred percent certain on that, but I feel like I've read that somewhere. Um, There's definitely an article or something about it. I'm sure, but definitely just, Think of exercise as something fun to do, something fun to do with your friends or something just to do by yourself if you're like that person like me that just wants to go to the gym and not talk to anybody, you know, (laughs) Uh, but just don't think of it as like a punishment. Don't think of it as like, I need to burn my calories today. I need to exercise this much today. Uh, Don't think of it like that. Just go into it thinking like, I'm ready to have fun. I'm ready to have a good time. I'm ready to boost my mood, stuff like that, stuff that's positive. Go into exercising in a positive mindset. Don't go into it with a negative mindset of like, I need to burn a certain amount of calories. I need to work off this certain food that I ate, stuff like that. Uh, The next thing is if you are on a strict no exercise policy, find your happiness and pastime in something else. Pick up a new hobby that allows you to forget about those bad eating disorder thoughts all while staying on track in recovery. So... This is geared more towards the people that are not capable of exercising. Um, If you're one of those people like me who was put on a strict no exercising policy for a while, um, it was very, very hard, like I said, to um, fall into those bad habits of exercise and wanting to go on a run and stuff like that. But if you are in the same boat as me and um, are not able to exercise, um, if you're still like in recovery and still trying to recover your body, Try to find your happiness in something else. Don't try to find it in over-exercising. 
Because I know that can be very, very easy for some people out there that were like me. You know, if you find your happiness in running or walking or exercising, you'd want to do that all the time, which is how over-exercising becomes a thing. You know, you feel like you are finding all your happiness in it, so you want to do it constantly. Um, And then it becomes like a huge, like, military process where it's like, very strict and structured and you have to do this amount of things and this exercise and stuff like that but if you are not allowed to exercise try to find a pastime in something else try to find something new um like as a hobby to do you know pick up a book pick up like I don't know my friends crochet a lot so I think that's something fun to do I've never tried it myself but um if you think that's cool you can go do that um pick up like let's see what other kind of hobbies are there to do art if you like painting and stuff like that get back into painting get back into drawing literally anything anything besides exercising that you can find your happiness in and find your pastime in do that instead of exercising try to compensate all of that over exercising with something else that will help you pass the time in recovery and it'll end up you know being something where you can forget about those bad thoughts, forget about those bad eating disorder tendencies, because if you just keep over-exercising, you're not going to be recovering properly because you'll have all those bad thoughts coming in and those bad eating disorder tendencies coming in. But if you pick up a new hobby to pass the time that has nothing to do with exercising, you know, you don't have those eating disorder thoughts coming in and you're able to stay on track in recovery um, all while, you know, being happy and keeping a positive mindset. Um, So yeah, that's definitely um, a good way to look at things. For me, when I was put on a strict no exercise policy, I found my pastime and happiness in um, reading. I picked up reading a lot, uh, which I definitely don't read anymore. I don't know why I fell out of that habit, but um, I definitely read a lot and um, I started painting and drawing again. Uh, I started writing poetry. Like, there's so many things that you could do out there to make up for over-exercising, you know. So, if you don't think you can find anything, I promise you there's definitely something out there that you would rather do than over-exercising to help you maintain um, a steady pace in recovery. Um, And the last thing, uh, the last tip that I want to give you is remember that your body is not built to over-exercise. If you want to heal it, you must listen to it. So this kind of ties into the first uh, tip about, you know, you need to rest. You know, your body doesn't need to overwork itself and stuff like that. So remember, your body is not built to overly exercise. Your body is not built to, you know exercise three, four, five hours a day. You know, there's a lot of people out there that are like super athletes and stuff that do that, but they train over time and, you know, they're fueling their body properly and stuff like that. But in this case, it is not okay to do that. You know, you got to remember your body is not built to do that type of stuff. If you want to be able to heal your body properly, you must listen to it. And by that, I mean, if you wake up one day and your body is just like aching and you're like, I don't need to move, listen to it. Don't push yourself and try to keep exercising even when your body is telling you, hey, I don't need to exercise. I'm, I'm, you know, too overworked. I am hurting in this place. I don't feel good today. You know, listen to what your body is saying. Listen to what your mind is really telling you, you know, if you're, if you wake up and you feel like you don't want to go to the gym that day, don't go to the gym. You don't have to push yourself and make yourself go to the gym. 
It's okay. Listen to your body. Listen to what it really, really wants, not what your eating disorder is trying to throw in there to make you think, you know, oh, it's my body saying this. But in reality, it's your eating disorder saying that, you know. But yeah, just remember that your body, it's not built to overexercise. My body was not built to exercise like four hours a day. It was not built to run 12 miles then go to the gym and uh run another five miles and you know it wasn't built to do all of that crazy stuff that I was doing to my body and if you really think that your body is built to do that I I don't know what to tell you because like your body is definitely going to get overworked and your body is going to hurt itself even more your organs are not going to be treated fairly and your muscles are going to hurt your like they're going to tear they're going to pull whatever it might be like, your body is just not built to take it to that kind of extreme. Even though your eating disorder might be telling you you need to keep exercising more and more and more, don't listen to it. Listen to what your body is telling you. It's kind of the same with intuitive eating, you know, like where you have to listen to what your body really wants and what you crave naturally. It's the same concept here. Listen to what your body is telling you each morning. If your body is telling you, like, I do not feel good, please do not exercise, you know, listen to it, and don't exercise. Take that day uh, as a day to practice your new hobby or your new pastime that you are trying to, you know, replace with that over-exercising, or replace from over-exercising. But yeah, that is all I have when it comes to tips for dealing with those bad thoughts, Um, And that's actually all I have for you guys today Um, as for over-exercising and your recovery. I hope you guys learned something new or you maybe heard something that helped you out um, with that mindset. Um, And also, if you guys want to reach out to me for anything, um, if you want to tell um, more about the podcast, like if you want to tell me how you think about the podcast, if you want to um, talk about anything else with over-exercising or compensating with your eating, stuff like that, uh, or just anything in general. If you are struggling with recovery and you need to talk to someone about it, um, you can come to me. I am completely 100% open to talk about anything, literally anything at all. I've had people come to me and talk to me about so many different things, and I'm very open and honest with everybody uh, that messages me. So you can um, message me on Instagram. I have my Instagram in the description, or you can email me. I have my email in the description. So You can uh, message me there if you have anything to talk about regarding eating disorder stuff, uh, recovery, whatever it may be. And also, if you feel like you are ready to talk to a professional, if you're ready to seek professional medical help, I have links in the description and phone numbers that you can call and text. There are, uh, you know, actual healthcare professionals that are on those lines operating it 24-7. So if you feel the need, like, that you're ready to start recovery and actually do it properly... You can call those numbers, text those numbers, or you can look on the websites in the description for more information. There's just some more supplemental resources uh, regarding eating disorders and like mental health stuff that comes with eating disorders. Um, So yeah, check those out if you feel the need to or call those numbers if you feel the need to. Um, I also have my Venmo in the description for you uh, to donate to the podcast if you feel led to donate to the podcast. Um, I'm working on getting a new webcam that's much nicer um, and trying to get better audio equipment uh, because this microphone is starting to cause some problems. So if you feel led to donate to the podcast, my Venmo is in the description below. Um, 
And also, just a quick reminder before I end this episode, uh, just remember that I'm taking a month-long break. I will return with the continuation of Season 3 on September 6th of this year, and hopefully in that episode I will have my second guest on. I'm not 100% certain. I'm still working on getting this guest, um, and if I do, this is going to be great. But I might have a, uh, another guest on uh, the podcast in the next episode uh, when I return in September. If not, it'll be okay. Hopefully this person will come on eventually. But I'm working on getting a second guest for this uh, upcoming episode. But yeah, just remember taking a month-long break to focus on school for a, mi- uh, a bit. So uh, I'll be back on September 6th. Um, but yeah, that's all I have for you guys today. I hope you have an amazing day and an amazing week. And please remember to stay safe and healthy.